Welcome back to our third segment of Solid Steps Radio. We are talking today about the college life and making that transition. And uh, we've got a couple students in here and also a gentleman who works with uh, day by day and, and hand by hand to hand with college students and, and seeing those transitions. And uh, if you want to hear the show in its entirety, again, go to Facebook and you can listen to this podcast in its entirety, commercial free. Thanks to our sponsors, Carol Rogers, Carpet One, Vision First, Ellen and Credit Union, and Bright Star Home Care. So Drew and Avery, talk to us about what you would do differently, knowing what you know now. If you could just back up and just kind of pretend I just graduated from high school and I'm jumping into college, what would you do differently? So, uh, you know, I come from a unique um, kind of perspective where I knew the college I was going to was not the college I was going to spend all my time at. Um, so uh, if you know you're going to transfer, you know I'm not going to be there, whatever. Or even if that thought crosses your mind your junior year of college. Um, uh, I, I did not get involved immediately. And I guess that's my point, get involved immediately. Uh, because I thought, you know, I'm going to be um, at UofL for just a little while before I go to UK, so I, I don't really need to know anybody here, or I don't need to really get involved too heavily, or I'm just going to, you know, lose those relationships, and it's going to be harder on me when I leave. And that was silly, and that was me hearing the whispers of the enemy and not doing anything and just sitting on my butt. Um, I think, so I would just say get involved immediately, whether it be something that you've heard about before or something totally new. If it's your roommates walk into it and you're like, hey, I'll go with you, that's great. Um, get involved in some kind of ministry immediately. I mean, literally your first day there. Uh, and that's what we do, uh, 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 the ministry that I do up at UK, we do that. Um, the students move in and literally day one, even before classes have started, we do um, lots of you know events. Um, this is with uh, CSF, Christian Student Fellowship, but we do lots of events immediately, and that's the point, is because we know if you get in there and you let your mind run and you're curious, uh, chances are you're going to slip up. So I would say get involved immediately. I would also say, uh, and this one is my personal favorite, is um, be accountable. And that was something I was not uh, when I first went to college. Mm. And um, uh, being in a bad relationship at the time when I went into college, that was just even worse for me. I had no one, uh, you know, I did not hold myself accountable to anyone and I didn't plan on it because I knew that I was going to get some backlash. Um, and that led to me having premarital sex and, and, um, and that's, you know, not something I planned on doing as a senior in high school. It's not something I ever planned on, uh, ever having to tell my future wife one day. Um, but you know, these are all kinds of things that, um, definitely can happen. Well, you're not accountable and you're in a place where you can do you can do whatever the heck you want at college you can do whatever the heck you want you're not you don't have to be accountable you don't have to answer to anyone you don't have to answer to your parents you don't have to answer to a teacher or a guidance counselor or something like that it's all up to you what you want to do and um, as men of faith we need to have a good community um, of people that uh, not only uh, are we accountable to but uh, encourage us and I guess uh, that would bring me to the third thing I would do differently is or um, going straight out of you know your senior year of high school into college is uh, to be with people in a community that encourages you and I've just been reading you know, Ephesians and first Thessalonians recently and you know I've read those books a million times but the thing that I've been coming across recently was how Paul just encourages people over and over and it just seems so trivial you know some something you can pass over um, but he he loves his friends and he's always you know count them higher than yourselves and it was something that I didn't really get into, honestly, until Drew came to UK, uh, which I think was a huge blessing. Because um, when he came to UK, that's when you know, we met in high school, but that's when our friendship really um, became much, much greater because uh, it was 
through Christ, we shared a brotherly kind of love instead of just a, you know, you know, you're you're my dude from high school, you know. So uh, just having that community, he's also one of my accountability partners now, and um, you know, just keeping me accountable to anything, whether it be, um, you know, back when I used to struggle with pornography or um, our language sometimes, you know, whether you know we're talking the right way or using the wrong kinds of words, things like that. Um, and I'll let him talk to that a little bit. So, yeah. So, uh, Drew, what would you do differently? Yeah, to piggyback off that, um, I just echo, like, all those things and say, like, you know, you when you get into college, um, y- your first week is super important. And like Avery was saying, CSF does all of these events and stuff, and that that's why they do it is because pretty much um, – and, and dad, you always say this, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Well, your friends, you, when you get there on your first week and who you start hanging out with, you pretty much already decided what type of person you're going to be and your friend group when you're there. And so that's why it's, when you get there, it is paramount that one of the first things that you do is get, get plugged in with the right crowd. Um, because they're going to have a, a determining factor on what your college experience looks like. Um, hmm. and, and one thing that I would, you know, personally do different too is I go ahead and say that. I say get plugged in, you know. But there's so many things being thrown at you. I would just say, and what CSF, I love um, something that they say, especially to freshmen, is just just show up. You know, we don't ask the freshmen to be serving to be um to to be really too involved in the ministry as far as just hey just show up um and then you know as a sophomores we kind of expect more of you and we'll ask more of you but uh that freshman year we just want you to show up and i was in a little bit of a different boat because i transferred into school so i got like crazy plugged in and involved and was doing way too much and um so that that would be kind of my my token of just hey I wish I would have done this differently, um, and that was I I just was all over the place. You I said mean, yes to everything. I said, and that's kind of my personality too. Is I like I don't like to say no to people, <laughs> but um, so I I hear all oh that sounds like a good thing, and you know the Lord's working there. Well, oh sure yeah let's do that, and then you know oh yeah let's say yes to this, and by the time you know your first semester's over, you're like pulling your hair out going school was already stressful and now I've got too many things going on. Mm. Um, and, and too much of a good thing can be a bad thing too. But, but yeah, just get involved in the right thing and just show up, um, would be, would be my, my kind of advice. That's for that. good. Mm-hmm. Chad, to talk with us about, uh, helping kids do something differently, doing, doing the right thing. Talk about that. Yeah. I think these boys have nailed it. I mean, the friendship piece is, is huge and and more importantly how you define a friend uh that's that's a big deal the accountability piece taking responsibility the majority of students i work with are student athletes and so they um you know they come from backgrounds of a fatherless background i work with many many young men who didn't have fathers uh you know and even see some of the other side where where moms uh, have you know passed away or or mom's not very present or mom as a single mom she's just trying to to do what she can so you can get to college mm-hmm. 
So the majority of athletes uh, that I work with come from those backgrounds, which, which shape all kinds of things. And the big thing I probably spend a majority of my time with is even like myself and my own story is really spending time with these uh, the young people of just explaining to them the, the power of being able to break a cycle, you know, and, and walking through some of this and, uh, you know, helping them see and understand, uh, you know, the decisions they make today uh, do have effects and consequences in tomorrow. I think majority of the students that come from faith backgrounds, uh, they quickly understand that faith is just not a box that you check when you come into college. So whether parents have created a safe place to where they can ask questions, where they can ask honest questions, where they look at scripture in a new way, I think is is one of the most uh, one of the better things that parents can do in terms of them coming in because they will quickly see that a lot of people believe in God. Uh, they will quickly see that life doesn't uh, match up to your belief in God. I mean, you can't watch a single award show and see someone winning an award and say, I give all glory to God, and yet you listen to the music or you watch the movie and there's no glory whatsoever being sent to God. And so the student athletes uh, that I work with, oftentimes I will spend a majority of my time talking about identity, mm. that much of their time has been spent being seen only as an athlete only as what they've done on the field and certainly you see things that happen off the field and you start to understand why and how they respond to pressure and just haven't seen healthy models throughout their life whether it be male role models whether it be female for a lot of our our female athletes Uh, the majority of my time is spent having those conversations presence is a big deal being where they work out, being in there on a workout, that they see this 40-year-old white dude working out with them. And, with no and, hair. Uh, with no hair. And so they, uh, they see that. I want them to see that because it's in those moments that creates kind of the trust, and trust really is the currency on campus. Mm. Trust is the currency on campus. And basically, Drew and Avery, that you're saying the same thing. I mean, if you're going to invite these and welcome these kids to student – you know, campus ministry opportunities, they got to trust you. They, they sure do. Yeah. And, and it was easy too, when you first get as an RA, that, that trust is kind of already there. Cause I mean, sometimes people just don't have anybody else to go to. Um, but also like, yeah, your reputation as, um, somebody who is trustworthy, you know, people, that word spreads, like he's a good friend. He listens. He's a good friend. He loves on you. You know, he's a good friend. He invites me to literally everything, and I never feel like I'm sitting in my dorm room on a Friday night watching Netflix because I got no, nowhere to be. You know, he always invites me, and and that's that's part of that trust. I mean, if you're that type of person, people are going to come to you. That's good. That's good we're going to take a break, our final break. We're going to come back, and then we're going to talk about the dads. We're going to have all the guys in here talk to the dads of students going off to college and say, hey, what would you tell dads who their kids are going off? Their kids may be spiritually very grounded. Their kids may not be very, they may be really good at church, but not good at Christ. That like there's not a lifestyle there that they're really concerned. What do you talk to the dads about and how can they help parent and father their kids through those those years? We're going to talk about that in the next segment. And we'll take a break and be back shortly on Solid Steps Radio.
Welcome back to our fourth and final segment today of Solid Steps Radio. If you're just tuning in, we're a show for men by men, talking about things from a man's perspective. And we just want to be a toolbox in a guy's life. We don't pretend to have all the answers, but uh, we just want to be able to help guys, encourage them, and just give them some fresh perspective on different topics in life. And today we're talking to a couple college students and a, a gentleman who works with college students and about the college life making the transition and, and how to make that as smooth a transition. Maybe if it's not too smooth of a transition, uh, how do you get back on the right path? So I, I want you guys to talk, just talk to dad's hearts today and their minds of, of preparing your son, daughter for college. What would you, what would you tell them? Well, it's, it's not only a big transition um, for a student to go off to college, but it's it's that transition, especially if we're if we're going to talk specifically to fathers and sons, which is what what we're doing right now. Um, it's a big transition in that relationship. You go from that, and and it kind of tr- starts in high school, but really does when they go off to to college. Um, the transition from okay, this is my parental father figure who tells me. Um, who pays, you know, for everything, who is in charge of me, who, hey, if I'm, you can still, like, discipline me. But when you go off to school, I mean, unless you're paying for all of, you know, that student's college, they can do kind of what they want. Um, And they don't have that disciplinary, and it's that transition to almost more of, like, still a parental figure who I go to for advice, but a friendship, too. Um and so my, my advice would be is just embrace that, that transition. Um, don't freak out when, um, you know, your, your kid calls you up and says, hey, you know, I blew it here because, you know, we're all human. We're going to blow it. Don't hold on tight to that once had father-son relationship as it changes um, because I, I've seen so many times where, like, kids tell me, hey, um, you know, my parents, they, they were really strict and especially towards as I was getting ready to go off to school, they just held on really tight and didn't want to give me any freedom. And then as soon as they get to school, it's like, huh, freedom, that's all I can get, you know? And then they just kind of go crazy. Um, and, and so I would just say like, embrace that, that new role that's going to be taking place to dads. I would say that. Um, and then I would also say to, um, that it's never too late to invest. Um, if you if you're a dad who's blown it, if you're a dad who's been a really good dad and and then had a season of busyness with your job or whatever and haven't been able to be there for your son, just know like there's there's it's never too late. Um, you can continue to invest in your son spiritually, um, you know, emotionally, and with that relationship as it kind of evolves. That's good stuff. Avery, yeah, I, I think Drew really hit the hit the nail with that one. Um, I think just make a phone call. You know, um, we we're we're too proud. Um, some of us, you know, our testosterone is 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 kicking in, and we're just we don't want to make that call. And sometimes dads only call. Um, you know, hey son, have you, you paid your your rent? Have you you know how are your grades? You know, those things are great. Those things are important. Um, but that's, you know, we need that relationship. And a lot of these guys, you know, uh, Drew and I, we, we work with um, college freshmen, and, and I've had the pleasure of doing that with, uh, I also, when I'm at UK, I work with um, ninth graders too, freshmen in high school. And 
all of them just want that relationship. But I think, especially with these college students, it's the first time that, that they're almost like the man of their own domain. You know, you're out of the house. Yeah, sometimes dad's not in charge anymore. And all of a sudden, every responsibility is on your shoulders. And while we think, you know, while we think, I'm going to go, I'm going to kill it, I'm going to do this, I know how to do this, I've been waiting for this, we don't. We don't know anything. And um, I, I, Thank you, Avery. Yeah, now you got it on the radio. Uh, there's proof that we don't know everything. Yeah, let's go ahead and edit that one out real quick. <laughs> but um, make a phone call. I think that would be huge. Um, and just continue in, uh, to invest. I think what Drew said, um, I just have to agree with, it's never too late. Um, you know, all these guys that I, I, I do see at UK, all the freshmen I do work with, um, man, there's all, nobody has a perfect father son relationship. Um, but they all crave, um, a conversation, whether even if they don't like their dad or not, they just want to say something, they want to hear them. Uh, so just make a phone call and ask, don't even talk about school. Sometimes don't even talk about bills. Don't talk about grades. Um, you know, just ask, how are you doing? What can I do for you? Um, and that's huge. I think that's Mm. one of the biggest things you can do. That's good. Chad. My son's seven now, and, and uh, he's one year away from when my father walked out, and so my life was, was radically shifted. So that is a place that I often, uh, often speak from. I think for dads, the, the time spent with your son or daughter is you just can't put a price tag on that. The time I spend with my son on the way to school, you know, a lot. I've heard this said that are you preparing the child for the journey or the journey for the child? And there's a lot of folks, uh, fathers, who I think overprotect, maybe because of their own past. Mm. They're afraid they're going to make the same mistakes. And by doing that, you've now taken responsibility from your child in order to make decisions, how to make decisions. What do they do with uh, freedom that's granted to them? And so those are things that I'm walking with my boy at seven, teaching him how to make the right decisions, teaching him the difference between right and wrong and, and, and really narrowing it down to, you know, challenging my son to say, I want your yes to be yes. I don't want you to ever have to look at someone and say, I promise or I swear because your word matters. Your word really matters. And so for a lot of fathers that are out there, don't just tell your kids the truth, but model the truth. Mm. That's one thing that we need to see over and over again because we see so many folks. We've got guys in the courtyard that are yelling, you know, to our students about them going to hell and to repent and turn and burn and all these things. And yet they're not modeling truth in the least. And so Jesus was something that when he says in John 14, 6, I'm the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. It really is a beautifully liberating text to think that he is so trustworthy that I can grab hold of this man, similar to Zechariah 23, that 10 people from every tribe and tongue will grab the robe of one Jew because they know that God is with them. That's the kind of father I want to be. That's the kind of fathers I long for, students who come to college that they know, whether they know it biologically or whether they know it because someone stepped into their life. And I've, I've got a dad who's just 13 years older than me who adopted me four years after my dad left and our relationship certainly looks different he hasn't necessarily been one that passionately pursues christ in any way but yet we've got a relationship because i got to see hard work i got to see someone who stepped in at a time i got to see someone who was 13 years older that would play in the backyard that would throw that would do these kinds of things that now i'm modeling 
with my son now, with my kids now. So that time spent, that modeling the truth, and that creating space, that creating space for questions, that rooting that identity in Christ, and just what that means. What does it mean to be a man? Because mm. biblical manhood is, is defined a number of different ways. Your son may play the piano. Your son may hunt. You know, there are two very, very different things. So how we define manhood, I think, has a lot to do with the kind of boys that are stepping into college. And, and as a daughter, as a father who's, who's raising a daughter, I want my little girl to know that her daddy loves her. But I want her to know that because she knows that she doesn't have to go search anywhere outside of the father's love mm-hmm. to find that. And so those are, those are, to me, are the things that you can just put that, put that in your son or daughter's backpack going into college, and you've, you've really prepared them, uh, you know, for what lies ahead. And some things, you know, dads, I would just tell you, some things you can't prepare them for. You cannot prepare them for when life hits. You know, you, you've got to... Be able to create that space, though, where they'll reach out, where they'll talk like Avery said, where they'll they'll make a phone call. But understand, you've got to put some other people in their lives, too, because it says, you know, I think for every uh, bit of transformation, you're talking about four or five healthy models in someone's life throughout. And I can look back over the years and I can see people outside of my parents who really impacted my life. Mm. Those are those are some of the more important important tools, I guess, to give your child going into and and, ba- and basically what you're describing is and what why you do what you do because when when they go off to college, I mean, I want I want my kids. I wanted Drew to be involved with CSF with 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 crew with FCA all through high school. I mean, that's what you do, connecting them to other solid men and women yes. who can guide them when you're not there. Absolutely. That's huge. I hate that our time is up, guys. Thank you so much, a ton for coming in. Thanks for sharing your hearts, your experiences. And uh, Chad, would you just pray real quickly for Absolutely. our for our dads? Yeah. Lift them up, please. Yeah. Well, Father, we're grateful. Grateful that you are indeed the perfect father. Grateful you're the father that uh, your son Jesus heard the voice of the father when he said, this is my son with whom I am well pleased. This is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Before he did anything, Father, you prayed that prayer over your son, and you did it again at the end of his life, and I can't help but think that's the prayer that our fathers need to pray over their kids. This is my beloved son or daughter with whom I am well pleased. And so, God, may we never take our words for granted. May we always be the men that you long and desire for us to be, even when no one's looking. Father, I think about uh, our kids who just uh, simply say, would you, would you listen with your eyes? Father, would they not uh, look at a cell phone? Would they, not, uh, would they be intentional when they're home to be very, very present? And so, Father, we pray that because it's the same kind of presence you give us. So I pray for these dads. I pray that you give them strength. More importantly, God, I pray that you give them wisdom and discernment as they, they lead these mm-hmm. children to know you and in a lasting relationship with you. Father, we lift that up to you. It's in your name. Amen. Mm. Amen. Thanks, Chad. Well, thanks for listening. And if you want to hear the show, it's an entirety. Go to Facebook, SoundCloud, or iTunes and just type in Solid Steps Radio. You can go to furthestoveministries.org and click on the mic. And uh, it's never too late.
and again, we're uh, yeah, I, I, as a parent, I'm always reminded that there is a father in heaven that loves my kids even more than I do. And there's a father in heaven who wants my kids to follow him as well. So keep that in mind, guys, as you're sending your kids off to college or you put them in bed. So uh, thanks for listening. We'll take uh, our final segment here and uh, we'll see you next time on Solid Steps Radio. We're there.